We are now up to the 10th Perik of Mesechta de Dorim. And, um, and yeah, we're coming to that. So now, just briefly, for the last, uh, for the last nine Perukim, we were learning all about the Dorim. Now we're going to learn about an, uh, another kind of a nether about re uh, regarding the annulling of the Dorim. And that is, till now, we learned the concept of Hatoras the Dorim. Taras is you make a vow, you go to uh, three adiators uh, or one mumche, and then mater neder. Mater neder is retrospective. That means it's as if you never made the neder in the first place. We learned that you can either do it through harata, you regret that you ever made the neder in the first place, or through finding a Pesach, some kind of an opening. Had you realized the repercussions, you would never made in the first place, provided it's not not something brand new. So we have an interesting concept. What happens if you made a nether that this meat is forbidden to me or meat is generally forbidden to me? I'm not going to eat meat. And then you went ahead and ate it. And two witnesses warned you, if you eat it, you're breaching the Torah's rule of the Yachov Vare. And what happens is you'll get 39 lashes. On the way to, to, to the Bezin to get your 39 lashes, you meet three people and you say to them, I want to undo my vow. I want to know my vow. I want to be matanetta. And they say to him, they find he has harata or let's say it's a, he has a Pesach. So then what happens is that retrospectively, he never made the nether, which means he never committed a sin. And he goes right back home. There's no lashes. That's how Taurus Nadarim. Then we have a thing called hafaras the dharm. Hafaras the dharm is when the father or a husband um, annul the neder of the daughter of their wife, then those nadarim are only um, are null and void going forward. But it's not retrospective. It's only going forward. So that's how most opinions differentiate between hafaras the dharm and hafaras the dharm. Now, when it comes to a girl, there are generally three stages. By a boy, there's only two stages, a minor, an adult, cotton, or a golden. By a girl, there are three, there are three phases. There's a Tana, she's a minor. She's a Naira, which is like an adolescent. And there's a, a Bagaris, which is an adult. But because a girl matures a year earlier than a boy, so therefore they broke it up into three stages. As far as the, the laws of the Torah, as soon as a girl is 12 years old, she has all the responsibilities of an adult. But in certain respects, she's still in the control of her father. So she's 12 and a half. The father can still marry her off. If there's Kedushan money that goes to the father, that's still the age of 12 and a half. And um, the law is that the father can annul the vows of his daughter. If she's a Naira and she's at home, the father unilaterally can annul those with her. When, um, if once a person is married, then he has that day to annul the Nadarim, beyond Shomit the day that he hears it, but only in the Nadarim that affects their relationship. As we'll see, Dvarim things that affect the relationship between the two. And the logic behind it is later on, the Gemara will say, Rabbi says, because we assume if they're happily married and she decides to make a Nadar unilaterally on herself that affects the relationship, she'll say, provided my husband is happy. Otherwise, what's the point? Of making a nether and destroying a relationship. So um, that's the logic behind that. And um, <clears throat> so the Mishnah starts off. Naira Hamayrasa. We're talking about a girl on the bottom of the page, some above Ahmed Bay's on the bottom. A girl who is a Naira, she is between 12 and 12 and a half. Hamayrasa, she's engaged. So now there's another another variable here, another fact here. There's a, there's a husband to be or a fiance. So who has the right to annul the Nadar? It's the father and the, the husband, 
who can annul the nadar. And um, why do we say a naira? Because once she's over the age of a naira, once she's a bagaris, once she's 12 and a half years old, the father is out of the picture. Whether she's single, whether she's married, makes no difference. The father no longer has any control over, 12 and a, half, over a girl over 12 and a half years old. Also, but a ktana, a young girl can also make vows. A young girl, and the Gemara says in Nazir, and we have other places, that a girl is called samuch, a mufla hasamuch liisha, mufla hasamuch liisha. A girl, one year before she becomes an adult, 11 years old, and for a boy, one year before he becomes an adult at the age of 12, they, uh, any nedarim that they make, any nedarim they make, has the full brunt of the law of a nedar. If they make hegdish, they make truma, it is, according to most opinions, Mahatoira, it's recognized as being hegdish. And we have a fascinating discussion. So what happens if, let's say, a girl at the age of 11 and a half makes a nether that she will not eat meat? And as long as she's understanding what she's saying, so it, it has the din of a nether from the Torah, as the Rosh says right here, a nether from the Torah. So what happens if she eats the meat, right? She breached her promise, but she's only 11 and a half years old. Is she going to get received the 39 lashes? How do we understand the concept that a minor, the trainer recognizes this particular activity of a minor as if it's an adult? There's two ways of understanding it. Either as far as this miss is concerned, she's a total adult, which means that if she breaches her promise, she will get the full brunt of the law and she'll be punished with you know, lashes and all that. Or do we say she's still a minor? The Torah narrowly said that if she um, consecrates something or if she makes another, it, it, that thing it becomes forbidden to her Maha Torah. But if she breaches that nether, then she's still a minor. She will only be treated as a minor, which means there's no punishment. So there's a big discussion on that point. Anyway, the mission continues. So they jointly annul her nadar. Then the mission spells it out. If the husband, um, if the father, let's say, annuls the nether, not the husband, or the husband annuls it, not the father, it's not annulled. Now, this obvious, the Gemara is going to ask, he already told us that you need them jointly to go ahead and cancel the nether. What do you have to spell it out for? The father, not the husband, the husband, not the father. I mean, it's obvious. And then the mission goes, continues further, a third clause. The Ain, I don't have to tell you, you know, there's one thing is to cancel a nether. If one of them, the husband or the father said, I confirm the nether, the Torah says that the husband has three, three options. Well, the father has three options. When he hears the nether that particular day, he has three options. Either... He's made for it, he knows it. Either he does nothing, or he's it. he confirms it, that yeah, it's a good idea, this nether. And um, he has only that day, beyond that day, it's over. We're saying over here is that the father and uh, the father and the husband together, if one of them is mekayim the nether, then the other one can't do anything about it, it's it, the nether is confirmed. And it's obvious, if, if it's so obvious, why does the have to spell that out as well? As we'll see, says the Gemara. Question number one is what we just asked before. You already told us that the, the jointly canceled in the Durham. Why is Misha to spell out the father without the husband? The husband of the father is, is meaningless. So the Gemara, I'll tell you why. And is a conjunctive word, but also and can mean or. So when we read the Mishnah, it's hard. It's, it's per, it, you can interpret it two ways. Either the husband and the father, or you can interpret the husband or the father. So the more different mission spells it out. Mao I would have thought, oh, you have or the husband, or the father. That's what Kamashwan that, come tell you. No, you need them both doing a concert. The ain't sort of I don't have to tell you, Shakim Echman. If one of them confirmed, that's it. So the mother knew if you don't have to tell me, so why did you tell me? 
the Lama of the Mishnah. Why do you bother telling me? One of them cancels the, the net and the other one doesn't. It's not a good cancellation. If only if one of them went ahead and confirmed it, what did they tell me for? Even if they didn't confirm it, if they don't annul it, nothing happened. So surely if you confirmed it, why do you need to tell me that? Says you know we need it for the following situation. Going, for example, the Hofer Echad Mehem Echad. What happened? Let's say the father uh, annulled the letter and the husband uh, confirmed it. Okay. And then the Chazar Hamekayim Venishal HaKamasa. And then the husband went to three Rabbonim and three people and said, Do me a favor. When I confirmed it's like I made the nether as well, because I joined in with her. I want to uh, annul what I did. I want to be shoyal. I want to um, be mata nether. I want you to be mater my hakama. I want you to undo my confirmation. And what happens when you undo the confirmation? It's retrospective. So Maotem already thought, well, my uke okay. What I established, I removed. So it's as if it never, I was never confirmed. So maybe now the husband can go as long as within the time period, the time frame. The husband can go ahead and and cancel the net. So now you have two, the father, the husband, Kamash Malan, the Mafidin Shneva Bazachas. We need both of them to when they each one cancels the nether, the other one is still a possibility to cancel. When the husband canceled the nether, then the husband confirmed it, then therefore, what you do later doesn't help anymore. It's too late. It doesn't work. There's an argument you're showing him. So what happens if the father then repeats the annulment again? Okay, the first annulment is no good. What happens? The husband goes along and the father, and they do it again on that same day. Does it work now? Big argument in the Rishonim. The Rajba asked an interesting question. As we explained before, that when you matinated, it's retrospective, as if it never happened. So what's going on here? If let's say the husband confirmed it, and then he was matinated, it's as if he never confirmed it. So what's the problem? Why should it be a problem? So he so the Ran explains. The Ran explains the follows. He says that when when the husband, or let's say the father, when the father canceled half the nether, nothing really happened. Right, it's meaningless because you need both of them. So if nothing really happened, and then the husband came along and confirmed the nether, so what happens to the father's cancellation of the nether? It disappears. So even though the husband then you know retroactively removed that hakama, but how are you going to resurrect your your the father's cancellation? Once he canceled it, he canceled it, and if and, and because sorry, the father canceled it, and but because. It went nowhere because the husband went ahead and confirmed it. That cancellation disappeared. It's not around anymore. So even though the husband later removes his confirmation, but how do you resurrect the cancellation of the father? You can't. And the only question is, can he come later and and re uh, and, and cancel again together with the husband? So that's the argument. And there's a big argument as well amongst the Shining when we say that the father and the husband cancel and the day that they heard. What happens if the husband heard it five days later? <clears throat> Does it can they still work in tandem, or do we say they both have to hear it on the same day? Or it, it's relative to each person. Whenever they heard it, that day, that's the window, they have a chance to cancel and could we combine the two or not? Okay, a big argument there as well. Okay, let's now before we learn the next piece of Gemara. So we know very simply that a father unilaterally can cancel his daughter's um his daughter's um what do you call it? Um, the Darim. And um, as the Pasik says, that I'll read you this three psukim that we need to know here. And, and, and so there are three psukim. One Pasik says 
that if a woman makes a neder and the father heard about it, either he confirms it or he cancels it. And he has that day to do that. Okay, then that's the first section. So obviously that's talking about a single girl. Then the Pasuk says, Pasuk Zayin. The im, I'm just reading you the Pasuk in heart, and then we go back to the Gemara. It says, the im ish, if she's engaged, if she's related to a person, she's in a relationship with a person, it's still, it's vague. We're not sure we're talking about an engagement or an actual marriage. And Undurella, she has vows with her already from before. And the husband heard it. On that day, either he's quiet and he confirms it, or he cancels it. Then Pasigur Aleph, so that's Pasig Zayn. We're not sure, is that Pasig talking about uh, she's engaged, or we're talking about that she's married. And we're not sure, are we talking about the husband alone, or the husband combined with the father? We'll come back to that. Then Pasigur Aleph says, the im base isha nadara, if she made the nadara while she lived in her husband's house. And so on, the husband heard, and he has that day to either confirm or to uh, cancel. Okay, that's what it says. Now, the question is that middle posik. What are we talking about? So the last posik is talking about marriage. The very beginning talks about she's a girl, single. The middle one, the im ish. What are we talking about there? And the im is a conjunction, which sounds like that... Um, <clears throat> that whatever, the, the, we're talking about the father, and also we're introducing, we're carrying over the father, introducing now the husband, as if they both have to work together. So the Gemara is going to discuss that very point. How do you know that the father and the husband work together? Says the Gemara. Um, says the Gemara, how do you know? Says the says that middle posik, if she has a relationship with a person, she has vows with her. Mikan, from here we learn out, this girl who's engaged, they both jointly do it. We know the husband does it because the pastor says clearly the husband does it. And we know that the father, because it says, prior to that passage, we're talking about the father annulling his daughter's vows. And then it says, and, and if she is engaged to the man, so we're carrying over the father. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Aim for argument's sake, why don't we argue as follows? The father, as long as she's a Naira, she's under 12 and a half, the father unilaterally cancels her in the dark. I, what about the, the possible Hayas? Even if, and, and even if she's engaged to somebody, the father can do it alone. I, the possible Hayas, see, that's talking about if she got married. Aim a high crop in a Why don't we just say that that possible is talking about she got married? Says the Gemara. I'll tell you why we're not talking about marriage, because then we have two psukim saying the same thing. Pasig Zion, Bim Hayasili, should tell me too much, he's married to a husband, that's why he can annul it. And then a Pasig Alabin says, and if the base um, in the house of her husband, she makes an adoram, so why do you need two psukim to talk about the same thing if she's married? If she made a nether while she lived with her husband. So therefore, you don't need to talk about marriage. So obviously, the first person is talking about that she is engaged. And we're talking about the father and the husband together. Says the Gemara. Why not? Why can't we argue for argument's sake? They're both talking about she's married. I can ask me a question. Why do we need to telling us that the husband while they're married could counsel it? I'll tell you why. The, 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 second, the first Pasuk is coming to teach you Pasuk Zion the general rule. A husband 
fiance can cancel, sorry, a, a married husband can cancel the, the Nadorim of his wife. In other words, um, as long as they're not married, even though engaged, the father is in total is the one who can cancel the Nadorim. Once you get married, it's the husband. That's Pasig Zayin. Pasig Yural comes to teach you we are limiting the powers of the husband or the ability of the husband of what? That any Nadorim that she placed before she got married to this man, he has no right over them. It's only those things that took place after they got married. So Pasig Yural has come to teach you a certain particular law about marriage. Pasig Zayin introduces the general idea and Yural is giving you a specific law. Says the Gemara, she'en apal mefi Maybe that's what the Pasigiral was teaching, that the husband cannot cancel the dharm that took that she took prior to the marriage. So the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. Because the lab you know, you're right. Once Pasigiral tells us that the husband can cancel the dharma's wife, only those that took place during the marriage, automatically we know that the husband can cancel the wife's dharm. Why in the world do we need Pasig Zayin? So it must be that Pasig Zayin is talking about engaged. But you can still ask a question. Maybe Pasig Zayin, all Pasig Zayin says is the husband can cancel the Nadorim of his fiance. But how, um, uh, um, why don't we say that only the husband can do it, the father is no longer involved? The Pasig doesn't mention the father because, in logic, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? One, because there's no question when the, uh, the, these two people are in a relationship, a husband and wife is a far stronger relationship, a husband and wife. Have a far stronger relationship than um, than, uh, um, than I guess uh, a bride and a groom while they're engaged. So let's think for a second. Once they're married, the husband can only annul those vows that that she took upon herself after they got married. But you're telling me while he's a husband, he can annul all the vows that she made before they were in a relationship. How can it be that he has more powers? Or let's call it powers. Uh, euphemistically, how can it be that he has more abilities while they're engaged than after they get married? It doesn't make sense. Must be that the, the chasm can only do it jointly with the father, because the father can annul all the vows while she was a single girl, before she was in a relationship with the chasm. So it must be that the chasm uh, tags along with the father, and together they jointly they cancel. That's the first answer. Answer number two. Answer number two. How do we know that the Pasig is talking about Pasig Zion is talking about they were engaged? Forget the whole pupil we just said, just the words in the Pasig. It says, it says, Hoya see And the word Hoya means that they have a it says in the Pasig um, that engagement means the word Havaya. It says, the Yatsa when a man divorces a wife and she left him, she married another man. She got engaged to another man, she can no longer go back to the first husband. So the Haisa, and we learn out all the laws of Kedushin and Gitin, we compare to each other from the Yats of Haisa. So the word Haisa means engaged. So the Pasik says key, and the Pasik says that because it says the Pasik, means engaged. Just a simple reading of the Pasik. So the Pasik is about engaged, and it's the husband with the father together. While they're engaged, they don't know the net. Says the Gemara, Ibai say, but have a Kedushin, the Havaya, Kedushin Mashman, the word Hoya seems like they're talking about they were engaged. Says the Gemara, okay, let me, let me ask you for argument's sake. Maybe the father unilaterally can no longer um, um, annul his daughter's Nadarim because there's a Hassan involved. But maybe the Hassan can unilaterally annul the Nadarim without the help of the father. 
Because the Pasik says if she, if, if Hayasiya and the husband heard and he cancels. So it means the husband can do it on his own. So you want to aim at why don't you say of Lukhude Mefer? Say that that the father, which sorry, it's the other way around. Since the father, sorry, well, I jumped ahead. The Gemara's question is very simple. The father till now unilaterally can annul the daughter as long as she's under 12 and a half. So maybe that continues. Even though she's engaged, the father can do unilaterally. The chassan can do it only jointly with the father. Ema, let us say, of the mefer, the father alone can know, but, um, and, and, uh, but the chassan needs the help of the father. And um, says the Gemara, it can't be. Because if the father can annul the nadarim of his daughter who is engaged to another man on his own, why do we need a posse to tell you that the father can also annul the, the vows of his daughter when she's single? If he can annul it when she's engaged, surely he can annul it when she's single. Why does it have to say next to posse? You can't yourself tell me. That posse where it says, she took upon herself a vow while she lived in her father's house. Yani, Avia, Yani, the father is the one who can cancel it. Of course he can. He can even cancel unilaterally if, if, if his daughter is engaged to another man. So surely he can, you know, he can cancel it when she's on her own. Why is it you need a Pusik? If she's engaged to a man, yet the father can unilaterally go ahead and cancel her nadarim. Of the father on his own, if there's no orders that you have to tell me. Says the Gemara, Ema, let us say the other way around. You're right, the other way around. Oh, the father can no longer unilaterally cancel the dorm. So you have one possibility regarding a single girl, the father could do it on his own. If she's engaged, the father needs the help of the husband. Okay, but maybe the husband could do it on his own. Ema of the boy Aris, the father needs the, 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 the effort of the of the chasen. But the chasen can do it on his own. I can ask the obvious question. So who needs the father then? If the chasen, if the father cannot cancel the, the, the daughters and the daughter unless the chasen is involved. If the chasen does it, he can do it on his own. So what role does the father play? He can play the role of a spoiler. How can he play the role of a spoiler? If he confirms the ned of his daughter. If he cancels it, we don't need his help. But if he confirms the net of his daughter, that's a spoiler, and the chassan can no longer cancel. Maybe that's what the Torah is saying here. The chitema of the Kosrachman alumli, you want to know why he mentions the father, that if the father confirms the net of the daughter, then that's that's it, fafal, and he can no longer cancel it. But otherwise, it's the chassan alone without the father. How do we know that the Mishnah says they both jointly do it together, neither one is strong than the other one? Says the Gemara, because I'll tell you why. If you tell me the chassan could do not his own, then why does the Torah have to tell you that if they get married, the chassan can cancel his wife's daughter? If he can cancel his wife's daughter when they're just engaged, of course he can cancel when they're married. Why do we need pasigud aleph? Im kain if so, base isha the daughter my So why in the world does the Torah say base isha the daughter? That's what once she's married, then and she makes a net that the husband cancel it. Kavuchaymer isn't it kavuchaymer? Umemavemakum up. If in the place where the father exists, the, the, the chassan can cancel on his own without the assistance of the father. So now there's no father in the picture anymore. They're married. You got to tell me the chassan is on. It's, it's redundant. So obviously, Pasig Zayin is talking about they're engaged and they do it jointly. And Pasig Yudal is talking about they're married. Says the Gemara, no. Ema, why don't we say, So the Gemara says, no. I'll tell you, Pasek Zayin is talking about they're, they're engaged, but the chasm can do it on his own. 
And Pasig Yeralov was not coming to tell you that the Chassan can annul his wife and daughter. Of course he can. He could have done it when they were engaged. Surely he can do it when they're married. Pasig Yeralov was coming to tell you that once they're married, he can only annul the daughter that she, brought, that she, that took, she took upon herself after they, they got married, not prior. Says so the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. If the husband, once he's married, can is limited that he can only annul the durim she'd made after they got married, you're going to tell me, but when they're engaged, he can annul the durim on his own that she took before they got engaged. That doesn't make sense. So obviously, while they're engaged, the, the husband can only annul the durim together with the father. Because since the father had a right to annul it before they, they, got, they, they had a relationship, the daughter and the chassan. So therefore, the chassan tags along with the latches onto the father, and together they do it. So the Gemara says, and from there you learn out, that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. While they're married, he cannot annul the daughter that took place before the marriage, but Aris could, when they're engaged, it could, doesn't make sense. El Alava must be Mishum should first of all they do a joint together. So that's the second way, second approach for the word Hoya. Comes the Gemara with a third approach. The way Rabbi Shmuel, Tana, Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel learns that the very conclusion of all the laws in the Durham, the Torah sums it up, and it says, These are the laws that Hashem told Moshe, Bain Ish le Ishtai. Um, between a man and his wife, being of the between the father and his daughter. So Rabbi Shmuel is going to say that the wife and the daughter are the same person. Every wife is somebody's daughter. We're talking about the same person here, that, that, that this person who happens to have a father and a husband, this woman who has a father and a husband, uh, together they're going to annul the daughter. Rabbi Shmuel told him, Bein ish bein learn out, they're both jointly Annul her in the dorm. Says the Gemara, if he learns it from this Pasik, what is Rabbi Shmuel going to do with the Pasik, which literally means that he got engaged? What do you need a Pasik about engagement? We already know from this Pasik how to, how to treat this girl, how to deal with the situation when she's engaged, that the father and the husband jointly annul her in the dorm. Says the Gemara, what do you do with that Pasik? Says the Gemara, you know what he does with it? Rabbi has another din. What happens if this girl got engaged? It's all a naira under 12 and a half. This girl got engaged and then she got divorced. And then uh, what happens that period after divorce? She did not get married, only engaged. Says so Rabbi that if she goes right back to her father, father, and the father now is the one who has a sole right to annul and daughter until she's 12 and a half. How do I know that? Because if she was engaged twice, Hoya, she was engaged once, then it fell apart, went back to the father, and then see it. She got engaged a second time, and now she's still engaged, the father and the husband jointly. That's what Rava says. And that's what Abishmal does with that Pasik. And Rava personally learns two dinner from that Pasik. He learns that they jointly another the Dharam, and that if she's engaged and got divorced, it goes back to her father. Says what does he do with the law of Abishmal? What does he do with this possibility? What does he do with that? He doesn't. Rubber says we learn how to engage that the father and the, and the husband jointly do it. No, not that we learn from how you see it. What does he do with the possibility? Says the Gemara. The boiling, no one needs it for. Loimit to tell you, Shabal, Mefer, Nadorim, You know what kind of Nadorim he can annul? Only in the Dorim that affect their relationship between him and her. A Ned that she takes upon herself that doesn't affect the relationship, he has no 
say whatsoever. However, the Torah did say if she takes on a nether that is going to harm herself, and, and, and therefore, naturally, that also affects the relationship, he can know that. Big argument in, in the, the, the Rambam, the Ramban, what about the father? The father, he knows in the Dorim of his daughter. Is he also limited to those in the Dorim, Beinoi Lebeino? In other words, the only Dorim that he can affect, that he can um, cancel on the Dorim, which she either harms herself or between him and her, or, um, or all the Dorim. The Rambam says he can cancel any nether he wants. The father can cancel all the Dorim for 12 and a half. The Rabban says only like the husband, because the Pasuk says, Ishli Ishtai The only problem with that, the we try to work out and they haven't really resolved it so well. What kind of nedik can a girl make that actually affects their relationship? What kind of dorm are we talking about? We're not talking about harming herself. She's not harming herself. So what other nedorim does a girl make that she owes the father something that um, affects their relationship? Can't make a nedik that she won't listen to the father. That's against the Torah. We're talking about nedorim, which are not against the Torah. So what kind of relationship is there between a, husband, a father and a daughter that we say, oh, this nedik will affect that relationship. It's not an avera. It's not harming yourself, but it affects the relationship. What exactly is it? Not clear. <clears throat> One of the things when we say between a husband and wife is that she makes a net that she won't put on any, any makeup. And, and that might affect their relationship because she doesn't want to look so pretty. Can you say the same thing about a daughter and a father? He said, I want to look appealing for Shaduchim. And then she says, no, but that's not really a direct relationship between a daughter and a father. <clears throat> so questionable. Now the Gemara asks a very interesting question, and we'll just learn this question. You know, when we talk about a partnership, we mentioned a few weeks ago, when we talk about a partnership, two partners who own a business together, or they own, easier to understand, a property, they own a property together. There's two ways of understanding. Does each person own 50% of 100%, or does each person own 100% of 50%? In other words, do we say that each person only owns half the property? We just don't, we just don't know which half. Or do we say, no, each person owns 50% of the entire property. And we're going to ask, and, and the question never talks about that. And actually, the Gemara has this very question right there. We say the husband and the father together uh, are no, the, the daughters and the wives and then the fiancés, uh, um, how do we understand it? Is it that one of them does 50% and the other one does 50%? Or the first person who does it has 50 of 100%, which means he reduced it, he reduced the entire net and made it weaker, and the next person comes and cancels completely. Now, what's a tangible difference between the two ways, of two approaches? Like this. What happens, she made a net that she will not eat two olives. That's her beer member, two olives. And she said, I won't eat these two olives. And, and what do you call it? And, um, the husband came along and says, I canceled that nether. The father didn't. She decided to eat olives. The witness says, don't eat them because you made a promise. If she ate both olives, if you learn that 50% is canceled and 50% is still in existence, so one of the olives now are permitted because 50% of the nether, there were two olives there. She said, two olives I'm not gonna eat. One of the olives is permitted. The other olive, is forbidden. We just don't know which one. But if she ate both olives, then definitely she ate the olives forbidden. She will get 39 lashes. However, if he learned the other way that the, the husband canceled, he weakened the entire nether. He, he brought it down a notch. There's no longer any lashes involved, and she gets no lashes at all. So that's Gemara saying it. Inside the Gemara, 
the boy will have a question. Bow the husband, make his guys as he chop up, as each one does 50%, so he chopped it in half. A maklish kolish, or he weakens the entire brother. And the more has hechi come by What's the difference? Can go into nadra. Let's say she made a nether, mit trains asim. She made a nether with two olives. The shama orus, the husband heard it, the hefila, and he canceled it. And then vachatunun, she went ahead and ate it. I amrin, if we say megas guys, if we say that the husband 50% he removed, so one olive is permitted, but the other olive still remains usher. Then lakayo, she will get her 39 lashes. However, I amrin, if we say maklish kolish, if we say that the husband came and he weakens the entire net and he brought it down a notch, then he's suitable. It's only a prohibition and it's not, um, there's no malchus here. The Gemara, we're not going to go further, but the Gemara tomorrow brings five different cases and it's quite complicated. The Gemara, there's actually two ways of learning tomorrow's Gemara. One is you just learn the Gemara superficially and it's pretty easy, straightforward then. The other way is to, there are five different cases about it, what the father did, what the husband did. And each case has to add something that the previous case didn't, we wouldn't have known the previous case. If you do that, it's quite complex. But the modern conclusion is that this very question we have is an argument between Beishama and Beishel, as you'll see tomorrow in the Gemara. Okay, everyone have a good luck. And we can say Happy New Year, because as the Rebbe pointed out, as it says in Tilim, Hashem Yispar B'Ksoyv Amim, Hashem counts in the, the dates of the, of the nations. So we can wish each other Happy New Year as well. So,